Catch Podcast. My name is Don. My name is Scott. And we are starting a new book called Judges. Judges. Ooh. It's where I judge you. All right. And you judge me. But are we? You know, we we're don't have to judge anything. We, um, you know, keep carry on. Oh, okay. Um, are, are we called not to judge? Uh, judge not, lest ye be judged okay. by the same standard. So. We're, we're, well, that's going to make uh, judging very interesting. Then when we go through here, if we're supposed to judge according to that standard. This standard would not be a standard you <laughs> judge according to. I figured our podcast might not go very long, um, as one of us would end up in jail. Most likely. Yeah. Um, and if you hear random noises, it's because I forgot to put our pop shields on, and I'm doing that in the middle of recording. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, do we just have a new setup and you don't need them anymore? I was like, okay. No, I totally... Uh, I was like... The mic looks funny. Oh, that's because I'm not used to seeing it. Right. Okay. There's my my pop shield. I'll All right. Yours. So his, uh, your you can talk. All right. So I get to keep talking while he's putting a thing in front of my face, and I don't know if it changes anything. Uh, what it does is it keeps uh, if you have a wet mouth, which you don't normally have that problem, or uh, harsh peas, it keeps them from hitting the mic and being like. So how do you know noisy. if your pee is harsh? Uh, you would hear the mic. Well, everybody has kind of a harsh one, but the uh, microphone would pick it up and make it super. Like it, it would, it would, yeah. So if I flush before I pee. Oh gosh! All right, yeah, we should probably get that out of the way. Huh. Um, so we're gonna be talking about the Book of Judges, right? And uh, in the past, we've been very mindful of the listener. Mm-hmm. And we've tried not to use certain descriptors or words. That's out the window in judges. Yeah. So that means I guess you're free to do pee jokes. Mm-hmm. I can do pee jokes <laughs> and poop jokes. And I mean, I don't know if that's exactly what I take from this, but yeah, we, okay. we, uh, we're going to be using, um, uh, we're going to be reading things that, you know, mm-hmm. just don't outside <clears throat> of like, well, Kings has a few, right? But I say outside of the Book of Judges, but I mean, there's like the whole "We ate the baby" thing in Kings. Yeah. But other than that, well, I mean, <laughs> you you also had some easy in Ezekiel. You had some of the yeah. I mean, yeah, was it twelve or sixteen? I can't remember. And that was pretty. That was pretty graphic. Rough. Yeah. So I mean, we we had a little bit of that. I mean, Bible's not always rated PG thirteen. It's some <laughs> R's in there. This this book is a hard R, mm-hmm. so I will tell that for parents who normally listen with kids. Um, if you do that, you might want to screen it first. Uh, we're still not we're not going to like blatantly drop f bombs or something like that's not the goal. But there are a lot of stories in here, so I'll give you a second to get your kids out of the way, and then I'll start talking about some of them. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take the gloves off in five seconds. So get your kids out. Four seconds. Three. Two. Two and a quarter. One. <laughs> One. All right. Uh, so there's, uh, you know, uh, all sorts of stuff in here. I mean, there's people fashioning knives and stabbing them into... Fat rolls. Fat people <laughs> while they're on the bathroom, uh, in the bathroom, on the potty, mm-hmm. doing their thing. And... Uh, Samson had a good had a thing yeah, for women. Yeah, he had a run. He had a run. Um, yep. I was trying to think of some of the. Is this a uh, tent peg head? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm, I think so. Yeah, tent pegs, uh, meaning they they hammer a spike through somebody's head. I mean, yep. um, there's a guy who sacrifices his daughter mm-hmm. because he won a war. Yeah. Because he's a winner. 
Um. <laughs> well, and I think that, you know, I mean, we don't have any foreskins necessarily in this. That, that's more David, right? Yeah, that's Samuel. That, that's uh, <clears throat> just a couple hundred foreskins for a yeah. daughter, you know. And then that's, you know, they, they, they don't talk about that with, with David and Goliath. Right. Like, Nobody's they leave like, that part out of the children's books. They're like, oh, we'll be graphic. David cut off his head. Uh-huh. And then a week later. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Judges is a rough book. Yeah, um, and we're not going to... We're not going to be gratuitous. We're not going to be rude. We're not, well, we might. Um, but we're also not going to like hold back from talking about what's in the Bible and what's on those pages. Right. So I'm not going to put an explicit tag on this unless something gets really graphic, um, which a couple parts could, but I doubt it. But mm. I'm just letting you know, you know, if you normally listen with your family in the room or kids, like, uh, if they're unfamiliar with judges or you are, uh, you know, you might want to have a talk with them first or pre-screen us. And I understand mm-hmm. if you pre-screen us, um, that gives us two listens on the counter. No, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and it's one of those that, that this is kind of new for us cause it's narrative. Uh, yeah. We, we have not really done an, a narrative <laughs> book per se. I we see we've done Deuteronomy. Um, not, yeah, not a narrative. Joe. All prophets. Joel. Yeah, Joel. Uh, Hosea. Hosea. I was going to say Habakkuk, but I didn't think that was right. And Ezekiel. Yeah, all Well, prophets. Deuteronomy wasn't a prophet, though. No, no, no. But, I mean, um, it wasn't a narrative. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was... Law? Was... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'd say reading-wise, it probably read closer to a prophetic book. Mm-hmm. In that, um, I mean, there are a couple, like, you know... A couple stories, Og right. and stuff like that, but um, most of it was like not narrative. But this is almost all narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think um, I don't have any goals per se, um, but if I was saying a few things, I'm hoping that we shred some of the common uh, typical ideas of who we call our Bible heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to learn a lot about Gideon and some of it you're not going to like. Uh, you're going to learn about Samson and you might think like, well, he killed a 900 Philistines. And like, well, there's a bunch of other stuff he did that was stupid. Um, but that's not, I mean, like my goal isn't to like uh, belittle these guys or berate them or whatever, but it's to, you know, make us think harder about uh, what we identify as a hero. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of my thoughts. Yeah, And, and I was also, I mean... We're also, I think that we can get some aspects of being pointed towards Christ a little bit also where oh, a lot of you have a, a lot of, when we're looking at them as heroes, you're going to say, ooh, those people are really messed up. Why did God even use them? Mm-hmm. And I can probably say the same thing for me and what I have. And, and I think many of the leaders who, even the leaders that we know in today's society that fall, just because they fall doesn't necessarily mean that God had not used them um, throughout part of their lives. And that doesn't mean God won't ever use them again. Um, but we will see the imperfection that, that happens within us as people. Um, and really, if we, if we really want to find a hero that's, that's legit, then Jesus really is that only opportunity. And, yeah. and I think sometimes... God allows us to see our incredible need for Jesus through the imperfection of ourselves, our inability to follow the law, and and just our inability to do it without Him. And so I, I think that, that that we can see a lot of our need for Jesus, um, but even God's sovereignty, how He can lo- use imperfection um, to 
really get across what he wants to. And, and, and we've even seen in, in the Old Testament and some of uh, the stuff that we've done where God used the, the not Israel um, in order to bring judgment against Israel. Um, and yet it was returned later on, but, but God can use all kinds of people. Um, and we're going to see this all kinds of people um, throughout Judges. I think another, uh, not to get off soapbox, uh, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and church during that time was a lot of the, uh, they held people, especially kids, to a super high standard. Um, and I think that this book is going to show that these high standards are unobtainable. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we shouldn't desire holiness, but that we should be careful of the burden that we're placing on other people to be holy um, and to stand out in a way that man definitely cannot. But that doesn't mean, like you said, uh, it's the end of that person's story or that they weren't used for God's good work. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, yeah. I, I think I think one of the things that I've, I've recently been learning that, that goes around that theme is that, and, and this may irritate some people, and if it does, I'm not yeah, well really start. that sorry, um, <laughs> is we make Christianity too difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is along the lines of what Donna is saying, and, and I don't even think you have to go back to the 90s to see this, I think you can see it very clear in many of the, the churches today and the legalism um, and just the rules and stuff that we put down to be a Christian. And if you really go back to, to Scripture, Galatians, and, and many of Paul's teachings, and Jesus himself, like it is as simple as having faith in Jesus. And that's not to say that sanctification doesn't happen, but Christianity is really as simple as saying is having faith in Jesus and what he's done for us. Um, and, and you see just the fulfillment of the Abrahamic promise and, you know, the, the New Testament Judaizers were like, hey, guess what? Oh, I went New Testament. I'm sorry, dude. No, that's all right. Yeah. Um, the, the New Testament Judaizers were like, oh, no, what about Moses and the law? And and he's like, well, the whole purpose of the law was to show you how bad you really need <laughs> Jesus. Like, you can't do it without him. And, and so we get the blessing of being children of Abraham. Um, we get the opportunity of seeing that fulfillment through Jesus. And it really is as simple as... And just have faith in Jesus. And and again, I'm not putting out sanctification. I'm not throwing out commands. No, but what um, we've, we've done is we've taken that uh, uh, requirement, which is Christ, and we've added everything to it. Yeah. And yeah, I know what you're saying. Like you say, it's extended beyond. I was just thinking 80s and 90s, there was, there was the height of crazy. Um, and yeah, I know some people are still in it, but it's like the whole... Uh, there's Christians that impose a dress code. There's Christians that impose a morality code. There's Christians that, you know, uh, so on and so forth. And I think we're going to learn that through judges that uh, there's a lot of great moral failings that come from people that God used to do really great things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I'm not going to bash yeah. everybody. I mean, there's... When we look in the Bible, a lot of times people are like, oh, yes, I see myself as a, you know, a Solomon and I see myself as like Isaac and I see myself like, you know, so on and so forth. And it's like, yeah, but nobody's ever like, man, I'm really like a Jacob, Mm -hmm. like, or I'm really like a Samson or like, and if you are, it's the good qualities. Yeah. It's not like I'm a Samson. Yeah. Because like, you know, I'm really into chicks and, uh, Mm. you know, doing my own thing and feasting and partying and, you know, beating people up. Like, you know, nobody, people are like, oh, I. 
had the faith of Samson when he took down the Philistines or, or Gideon. It's like he like had the faith to whittle the army down, spoiler, yeah. to so few people. But like nobody talks about how he was like hiding yeah. to avoid from being captured because he had like secretly went in the middle of the night and destroyed an idol. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and then he, he wasn't all bold about it. He didn't like stand up and like, it was I, it was like, I better hide here. Cause they're going to kill me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. yeah, and it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun book. Like, we just preached to you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to go through this stuff, and there there'll be some good laughs. Um, I typically lean towards a dark sense of humor, yeah. Uh, so that could go well or not, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. depending on who you are. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll talk a little bit about the book itself. Uh, who wrote this? Who wrote Judges? Judges. That's what his name's. Yeah, Mister Judges. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, who? Did, Tradition said Samuel wrote it, and authorship could say sure. Somebody in that time frame wrote it. Some think it probably was after he died, um, but for the most part, everybody I read said they don't know. And and we're gonna run across that as being a slightly similar theme when it comes to judges in general. Um, as we were talking earlier, is is. There's a lot of I don't knows um, where you have a lot of commentators all with different ideas and opinions um, as to kind of how it fits together. What's the structure? What are the major themes that are in it? Um, And so because I was telling Don, I was like, well, I mean, I I got some for tonight. But in all reality, like I looked at a bunch of different commentaries and it, it was hard to solidify some of those some of those themes and purposes mm-hmm. um, you, you will, but I mean, there are some themes which is hard to argue with. You're going to see some sovereignty of God. You'll potentially see some of like a lot of the new test or a lot of the prophets being big major or minor prophets. Like Israel was doing good for a while and then they screw up and judgment comes and then they beg to God for help. And then God comes and rescues and restores them. And then they do it all over again. And, and, and I think you see some of that similar theme played out throughout Judges. Um, I would say the Judges have a more interesting way of rescuing than you will see later on in the Prophets. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you see some of that, they screwed I, up. and Yeah, so we're looking at a book that uh, takes place after the entrance into Canaan uh, from the Promised Land. And we're starting to see some assimilation. Uh, and a lot of that is assimilation through warfare. Um, it's people trying to take the land. It's Israel trying to maintain the land and take parts of the land and over and over. So yeah, it's not like, uh, not the same as what we've been studying. It's a lot more through warfare. It's a, it's a tale of war a lot. And, 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 and part of the Israel's choosing to not be obedient to God in that warfare, which allows for that assimilation and a lot of this sin and idol worship and and all that kind of, well, a lot of things, a lot of the problems they deal with are them not listening to God and, you know, God's commands. Yes, they're about obedience to him, but they kind of very practical also. Um, So a lot of it, it really is a result of their own sin. And then we have the other part is that the book the narratives in the book, it's not one right after another. It's not like I'm telling the story of uh, John Adams and I'm going to tell you a rough period of his life of, you know, his, uh, you know, beginning to presidency or something. I'm looking at a 400 year span potentially that this book covers. 
I mean, it's a it's a great multi-century book. So following along with that for some people might seem a little odd as you're trying to deal with what people groups are there and who's battling who and why are they still around and whatever happened to that person. And um, that doesn't seem like a very long genealogy, you know, mm-hmm. like, but in reality, it's, it's a, this book takes place in a span of time longer than the United States has existed. <laughs> yep. So it's a, it's a, it's a big chunk of stories over a large, well, it's actually small. If you think about it, there's only about rough guess eight, nine main characters' mm-hmm. stories in there. Judah to Samson. Yeah. Uh, but it's told over the story of multiple eons. Yeah. And then you're talking about the time period after Joshua. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about they, you know, they they got into to this this new land, um, but before the monarch. Um, I saw some commentators that said there is some overlap that you see some Joshua in the judge's story in the beginning, but then you see some monarch and then other people that were like, no, it's purely in between. And, and this is, I think a little bit where we're going to run into some of those discrepancies. Um, yeah, there, there's some one-offs like, and this is what happens because Israel had no King and then others you're going to have. Yeah, it's good that Israel doesn't have a king. <laughs> yeah. So no, not that it got a ton better when they did have a king. Right. Well, it did for one generation, one and a half. Well, yeah, I mean, because yeah. Hezekiah was decent too. Yeah, I was thinking like from David to Solomon, like David's part of his kingship to part of Solomon's. Okay, that's fair. Was about, and then everything went really bad, like. And didn't recover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Hezi, Hezi did well. Yeah. We almost had, we almost named our kid Hezekiah. Did you? It's funny because we named him Ezra instead. So it would have been Ezra or Ezi or Hezra, Hezekiah or Hezi. Okay. Oh, yeah. If we had a boy, we were going to name him Hezekiah. That's us, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. That could have been hilarious. We should yeah. have twins. We like, should've. we should have ours at the same time you had yours. Mm-hmm. And then we would have had like two Hezis and not knowing it. And we really should have planned that better. Dang it. That would have been awkward. In so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. This is my son, Hezekiah. No, it's my son, Hezekiah. <laughs> I was thinking more just the planning period. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, so you guys pregnant yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But no, I think there was, another, there was another one after Hezekiah, too, that was decent. There's a few. I mean, because if you look at the king list, it's, it's every other one, essentially, because uh, kings essentially will tell the story of the Judah side, which were good quote-unquote good kings yeah and it tells the bad kings in israel so there's there's some back and forth the northern kingdom had no good king right yeah right not according to the book of kings exactly yeah Uh i mean it's probably true they probably did not but right um there's definitely a a slant Uh (laughs) um and with good reason yeah we can put it that it's propaganda it's judah propaganda (laughs) it didn't matter (laughs) northern kingdom was gone by then who are you you gonna convince uh, let's see. Um, book was probably possibly written around 1100 to 1000 BC. Um, however, like I said, it took place uh, sometime around 1300 to 1500, depending on the scholar. Uh, could have been the start date. They're not 100% sure. BC, if you didn't figure that out. No, no, man. We're talking straight dark ages, like right before Columbus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's interesting. He's, no. a, he's, a, he's sailing the ocean blue. 
Um, you need to take that commentary back. How much you pay uh, for it? Uh, it wasn't digital, was it? It was free. <laughs> Some guy gave it to me on the street. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Is uh, it in yeah. the form of a track? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Speaking of evangelicalism. Were there pictures? Hey, we have one of those. Which one? Oh, the uh, IKEA thing? Yeah. Uh-huh. Actually, we have two of those. Yeah, we just got it. Yeah. Yep. Putting that together sucked. Oh, yeah. It's an IKEA cabinet, and I we have the same one, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, Ikea goes this way. My wife reads the directions and tells me exactly what to do, and I do that. Um, I don't read the directions. Otherwise, I end up throwing things. I inevitably um, always put something together backwards. We, and I have to take it apart and redo it. Yeah, that actually is every time we do Ikea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those things are heavy. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's a big cap. Yeah, I know all is. about those. Yeah, okay. yeah, just drilled into the wall Friday. Yeah, that's how we... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it fell on someone, it would hurt. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would kill mm-hmm. most people. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, sorry. Well, in all fairness, yeah. we didn't really have our 10 minutes of banter in the beginning. so Right, yeah, I jumped. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, we're, we're kind of out of practice a little it. bit. Mm-hmm. It's been a long summer of it no podcasting. Been. Well, you, fall. Yeah, mostly fall, once school yeah. started. Stupid school. Yeah, you guys don't know that because I think we've been posting still. Uh, they'll probably actually get this sometime around New Year's. Wow. Usually we're just like, hey, guess what? It's cold and you're listening to it in July where right. it's 90 <laughs> degrees. No, I, I processed a bunch of them and had them set to auto go up and I've got a couple more, but yeah, that's what we needed to record something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sorry. So no, oh no, yeah, we're just, well, when you have like 80,000 kids. And they all do some kind of school sport or activity. Yeah. It's like there is no reprieve. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Saturdays would be like in the morning it's baseball, in the afternoon it's soccer or volleyball, and in the evening it's football. Like that is really how a lot of them would go. Oh my gosh. And we have one kid that drives that helps, but not as much as we were hoping. A little bit more social than you thought? Uh, it was more like he could cover drop-offs for us but then he had to go to his practice or whatever so which means still gotta leave anyway so right no. and then we still gotta find a way to get somebody from x to y because somebody else had to go some yeah it Got was it. a mess yeah yeah and i was gonna use the judge's phrase <laughs> <laughs> and it, people did whatever they wanted all I mean, the time <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i only have two kids and yeah, they still keep us busy. Your kids don't do any sports. Um, they do like drama now. Hadessa, we're yeah. still trying to get her into trying to figure out what what her thing is. Volleyball. We we she oh no. So a good week is when she comes home, and she did not get hit in the head in gym class. Um, or at recess. Hey, Dad, guess what happened today? I didn't get hit with a ball. <laughs> Really, that's what you're bragging about. Yeah. Um, well, after you have so many concussions, you just take what you got. Right. So, uh, so she is not our athletic one. Naomi will try anything. She's like, "Hey, let me do this and this and this and this." There you and go. This. There's your volleyball uh, player. Yeah. You you need to meet volleyball parents. They are a breed. I, that's what you're telling me. They are a breed. Yeah. But you said soccer parents were the worst. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are. The, sorry, soccer fans. Your your parents are probably awful human mm-hmm. beings. You are a soccer parent. Uh, no, no, I was like, uh, I think I'm in the wrong stand, soccer <laughs> parent. My first year as a soccer parent, and okay. it was an uh, eye-opener. So you're a first-year soccer parent. Yeah, next year I'll yell at the refs, too. <clears throat> okay, okay. No, I I don't care enough to yell at refs. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I don't. I coach baseball, so I see all manners of good and bad umps. I had one umpire last summer that I said, hey, man, you got to increase the pace of play because mm-hmm. you're, like, killing it here, and we it's taking too long. And he got mad at me, and I was like, all right. And I just turned around and walked away. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't have time for you to yell at me. I'm just telling you, like, it's 90 degrees, and none of these people watching want to sit here anymore. <laughs> and I don't want to be here because it's hot. <laughs> so let's move. <laughs> I'm an esports coach, and... And today we, we had kind of a game that would potentially get us to tournament or not. And like I looked at our, our my the assistant coach and the words that are coming out of these guys' mouths weren't bad. <laughs> if but if you were to walk down the street and hear them yelling the things that they were yelling out of context of the video game, you're like, huh, interesting. I, <laughs> I wonder what people think. Um, but when you're there, you're like, okay, this makes sense. Um, I always wonder that about the parents who yell at like the refs about how they're treating people unfairly or whatever, or like, um, you know, like I've seen other teams like score a goal, for instance, mm-hmm. and then like the parents that I'm with are like yelling at the kids for not playing up to their potential. Blah blah. I'm like, you just totally slammed all the other kids playing, saying that like your kids just didn't like play up to their potential that one time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you guys are like secretly being jerks to the other kids like you can't say this stuff like it's not always a bad call that made that goal happen sometimes it's the other kids worked and got that goal mm-hmm. like i i don't know yeah. i sports i'll someday write that book sports pain spare but man i could oh man it would be scathing nobody so would, would talk to me anymore would you make it scathing or would you make it humorous both okay i've seen i've seen it all like i've been to two baseball games where cops have been called to put people in check. Um, I've seen a coach ejected. I've seen fans, tons of fans ejected. I've seen unsportsmanlike conduct penalties given in football for parents being too obnoxious to refs. Wow. Um, they can, they can penalize the team based on the crowd's behavior in wow. football. So, well, I think we had one football game <laughs> where like the team and our team, like the parents, like it got so bad where like they had to call, like, I mean, all kinds of district cops came out and you had the parents and the kids out on the field beating the crap out of each other. Like, I mean, it was, it, you, you had both of them like pounding each other, beating each oh, other, man. these big crowds. You had like a mom jumping on a football player and like, um, then you had the stands come down. So like, then you had the students that were in the stands and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving now. Um, I, there's a kid on my son's football team who was like a really good running back and, um, he runs really violent and he got kind of bottled up one game. They were able to kind of stop him. And the coach goes, man, I heard all this stuff about Logan, but he, that was the kid's name. He goes, but he wasn't nothing. He was talking to the other coach mm-hmm. as a coach's son. And so now they've got like football players separating coaches. I was oh, like, wow. this is the reverse of the way this is supposed to work here. Wow. Like, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. like, People take their sports too seriously. Yeah. It's like an idol. Yeah, like a reason yeah. a judge would get in. Yep. Uh, or uh, yeah, you might hear the best part is two, two Christian schools playing each other. Oh, you see, that was two Christian. Yeah, schools I will throw out the name Landmark, uh, Landmark Baptist, whose uh, football team Landmark. Um, if you're in the Cincinnati area, their coach is the one that decided to say that. And is that they, where Keith went? No, no, no. This is out. Uh, oh, West Side. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I will gladly throw them their name out there because they that was one of the least Christian schools I've ever seen anybody play. Wow. So chewing at the ref, they had two kids thrown out from unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, and 
Like, what the heck, man? You got to have control of that. Anyway, yeah, if they would have had a judge to... Back to the... Back Just to have the, someone in the fat roll, it'd be okay? Yeah, that would have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, <laughs> so this book has lots of darkness. Right. Uh, kind of like kids' athletics. <laughs> I see how you made that connection, kind of. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, really, yeah. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it'll be a good book. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, just once again, to sum up the things that we said... Um, You'll hear a lot about it, heroes you've heard of, but maybe in a different light because you'll hear the whole story. Uh, we don't know who wrote it. Uh, Jewish tradition says Samuel, but it seems highly unlikely. Um, covers a 400-year span approximately. And it could be a call for Israel to have a king, or it might not, depending on who and what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it'll be a journey for us all. Um, I yeah. mean, I can't say I've ever done a deep study of judges so it's, it's, it's um so I'm, I'm new to this deep study of, of judges but i think You'll that's partially what i enjoy about our podcast is deuteronomy i never knew how much i loved deuteronomy and then ezekiel i never knew how much i loved ezekiel and hosea yeah i, I, I still struggle with that one yeah. that was oh, there's just so much that was a rough one yeah was it hard. was just there was so much probably read it again pieces that were missing and um joel was was a good one um but uh it's it's been fun and I think judges will be kind of a, a new adventure for us to, to jump into yeah, yeah. alright so next time join us for chapter one alright alright thanks man alright